Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Northeast and into the mid-Atlantic. NBC Today's Al Roker says we haven't seen the worst of it. Right now, with snowfall rates of one to two inches per hour, overnight tonight, it strengthens, it deepens, it becomes what we call a weather bomb almost, if you will, so that there are blizzard conditions, gusts of 50 miles per hour, bitterly cold Arctic air will start funneling in. Virginia's former governor, Bob McDonald, says federal prosecutors stretched the law to bring corruption charges against him. McDonald's comments follow today's 14-count indictment returned against him and his wife. McDonald denies he gave any special treatment to a political patron who lavished gifts on the governor and his family. California authorities say a BART police officer was fatally shot this afternoon by a colleague while serving a search warrant in Dublin. The officers were there to serve a warrant for a suspect who committed an unspecified crime on a BART train. This is NBC News Radio. When you end up at the corner of, my co-workers are coughing, and now so am I, you need to get cough remedies fast. Luckily, Walgreens is just around the corner with Ricola Cough Drops for natural soothing relief and Robitussin Cough Plus Chest Congestion to control and relieve coughs. Because someone's got to work around here. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. Now Ricola, 45 to 50 count bags are just $1.99 with your balance rewards card and in-store coupon. Use as directed. It's me, your bathroom medicine cabinet. I see you naked, know how often you floss, and watch you pluck unsightly hairs. I can keep a secret, but you need to know. Your kids have been taking your prescriptions to get high. I couldn't keep it quiet, because prescription drug abuse now causes more deaths than cocaine and heroin ODs combined. So please, mind your meds. For tips on safeguarding your meds and your family, visit the partnership at drugfree.org. This test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. This concludes this test of the emergency alert system. KCAA 1050 AM serves the greater Riverside San Bernardino area. The Osgood File, sponsored in part by Auto Owners Insurance. No problem, people. Visit AutoOwners.com. This is Charles Osgood. Today, we've been talking about the expected automobile revolution, driverless cars. Like it or not, one expert tells our CBS News colleague, Barry Peterson. The word drive is a word without a future. This is as much a change to transportation as the original automobile was when we had horses. More after this. This is Charles Osgood. Why turn to a trusted choice agency for your insurance needs? Because a trusted choice insurance agency is an independent advocate that works for your interests, not for any one company. That allows them to find the coverage, the company, and the price to fit your needs. 
They pledge to treat you as a person, not a policy. When you're looking for a trusted friend in the industry for home, auto, life, or business insurance, turn to Trusted Choice. Visit TrustedChoice.com today. Walgreens knows that Medicare prescription drug plan users feel good at the corner of picking up prescriptions and saving some money. Now we want to help you save even more. Just switch and save. This year at Walgreens, Medicare Part D customers could save with co-pays as low as $0 on select Part D plans. Stop in today and we'll do the rest. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. $0 copay applies to Tier 1 generics. Cars, as we've known them, with drivers and all, have reshaped America today, and American life today may be about to reshape the car. Here once again is our CBS News colleague, Barry Peterson. Jim Hall, once an independent auto consultant who recently went to work for GM, says no matter how long it takes, the self-driving car is coming. They will happen. It's an inevitable thing because a self-driving car is a cultural imperative. With urbanization the way it's happening and super urbanization that you're getting in Asia, when that happens, comes a point at which you can't make the existing system work efficiently. The day could come where we're not allowed to drive a car. Absolutely. And other things may go away, like speeding tickets. When cars drive themselves, they will be programmed to obey laws humans may not. Also on the endangered list, hurt in a car wreck, lawyers who make a living when cars crash because self-drive cars won't. It'll probably be effectively nobody practicing it. And while we're rethinking driving, how about rethinking the car itself? When cars drive themselves, who needs a steering wheel? or even a window to look at the road ahead. That long-dreamed-of automobile future is finally just a few more miles down the road. Thank you, Barry Peterson. The Osgood File. I'll see you online at Facebook, Twitter, and at theosgoodfile.com. This is Charles Osgood on the CBS Radio Network. All aboard the Inland Empire Express. 10.50 a.m., leaving no listeners behind. KCAA. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Political Hour. I'm Mark Westwood, your host today, and uh, we have a fun-filled, action-packed show today. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad you've joined us, and you're going to want to stick around. Today in the studio, we have our new youth correspondent, Jacob Derivala. Did I get it right? Yep, you got it right. Absolutely got your name right. Um, Jacob, it's so good to have you in the studio. Um, He's a co-founder of Adopt-A-Voter. And uh, also is an outreach director, writer at Young Progressives. Uh, YoungProgressiveVoices.com. YoungProgressiveVoices.com and web director of the Boyd Roberts for Congress of 2014. He's a busy guy and he's also got to complete his high school studies too at the same time. He's a senior at what high school? Norco High School. At Norco High School. And it's good to have you here. He was here last week, and I invited him back because he, he added such a fresh perspective, and he's a, kind of an intelligent guy. He puts some of us older people to shame in, in a way. Then we also have Chuck Reuter. Hello. Uh, we also call him Uncle Chuck. Hello, Uncle Chuck. Hi. <laughs> and how are you today? Hey, I'm feeling pretty good. How about you? Well, pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Uh, kind of different kind of weather outside right now. Um, and, of course, that, that brings us up to uh, something here that uh, happened just a few days ago. Um, uh, and that is that uh, Governor Jerry Brown declared a 
state of emergency in the state of California. And it wasn't those little earthquakes we had, Jacob, uh, Chuck. It's about drought. And the fact is that this morning when I woke up, I looked at uh, the KCAA website, and there's a place where you can put in your zip code and you can get your exact weather. It's like a mini weather forecast for a mini, you know, biosphere. Um, And it said we had 8% humidity. Now, we've got some clouds up in the sky right now, and that's good. Um, but we're really, really, really desperate for rain. Um, you know, the snowpack uh, up in the high Sierras is at 17% of normal, 17% of normal right now. And, um, you know, we are just drastically in danger. Um, actually, the, the reserves are about 20% lower in the central uh, breadbasket farming area of California. We here in Southern California, and especially here in the Inland Empire, and in San Bernardino especially, and in Yucaipa and Redlands, the, the water table in the East Valley is really good. It's charged really well. They're, they're not down very much. And we're going to be probably okay through this. And, you know, we have a Mediterranean climate here. So, you know, it, 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 we have these periods of drought. Uh, but this is the most severe drought in 153 years. I don't know if it's global warming, Uncle Chuck. I don't know. Uh, um might be, might be. I'm not an expert on global warming. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I don't think anybody is, and certainly some of our Republican friends to, uh, are an expert at global dodging on that. that that's for sure. Um, but, you know, there is a state of emergency, you know, uh, and, and folks, we can all help. Believe it or not, I learned this from a gentleman named John Longville who we're going to have on um, in about two weeks. And John is a water conservation expert, uh, also a transportation expert. And John was a former assemblyman here, too, in the area. Some people may have known him as Assemblyman John Longville. And John uh, told us, um, very interesting, that 70% of the water used in California, do you know what it's used for? What's that? Golf cars. Golf course. Watering your lawns, keeping things green like that. And, you know, we can cut back on that. We don't need that kind of stuff. It's more important that we water crops that, you know, feed people. That's why the seniors in the Sun City section of Menifee have rock lawns, not grass lawns. Right. And he's going to talk a little bit about that and how we can do that. And what we're going to do right now is turn it over. You know, we can, you know, we can't seed the clouds if they're not there. We have some clouds out today, but they're really high. They're not going to produce rain. And uh, we have, you know, we can't do that sort of thing, but, you know, maybe we can turn to our Native Americans with a little bit of a rain dance here. So we're going to hear from this rain dance. It's the Thunderbird Indians, the American Indians from the state of New York. Can't hurt, folks. And it is absolutely beautiful. It sure is, but they're getting a lot of rain now back there. Yeah. See, it works. It works. That's why we're going to do one kilowatt rain dance right now. All of the Inland Empire is hearing this over your radios. If you're on your radios right now, turn it up. Sing along. Add your voice and your spirit to this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, rain god, please produce some rain. We need it so badly. (laughs) We like to have fun here once in a while. And and you know what? That truly is beautiful and a tribute to them. And it's an ancient uh, tradition and custom. And some people say it works and some people say it doesn't. But uh, like you said, uh, Uncle Chuck in New York, they've had a lot of moisture. And uh, that was just done in uh, February of last year. So it worked for them. 
it definitely worked for them. Now, let me talk about some of the things about the show. First of all, we are going to have, uh, we're very privileged and honor in just a few minutes to have the National Director of Progressive Democrats of America, who's going to be calling in from Maine, and he's going to be a, a Maine a guest on our show today. And then we are going to uh, talk about some other local issues next week. January 28th, Tuesday, January 28th, we will not be here. We're being preempted, Uncle Chuck. We're being preempted, Jacob D., and uh, it will be the State of the Union address. Uh, President Obama will be here in our place. I didn't think it was proper that we we uh, we did that. And then um, the, we'll be returning February 4th, like I said, with John Longville, some other local issues. And uh, February 4th is Tuesday, February 4th. It's also the time that San Bernardino voters go to the polls and vote in the special election for their mayor. Actually, it's a regularly scheduled election. For their mayor, it's a runoff, and uh, there's two choices, Carrie Davis and Wendy McCammick, and then there's uh, a couple of choices for Fourth Ward, and we'll talk about that later. Um, we don't want to keep our guests uh, waiting any longer, so we won't be here next week. We'll be back the following week and ready to go. <clears throat> so with no further ado, I really want to uh, say... Uncle Chuck, that it's a privilege, that, that you, and I'm so glad that you arranged for this next person, this next young man, to come. So am I. And, and be on our, our airways with us and talk to the residents of the Inland Empire. Yes, he is the national director of the, uh, the um, Progressive Democrats of America, but let me give you some of his creds. First of all, he is a graduate of a school I attended, California State University, uh, Fullerton. He's a titan. And he's got his B.A. in history and political science. He worked on the presidential campaigns of Jesse Jackson and our very own Governor Jerry Brown, who's governor once again. Um, He was a uh, national, deputy national campaign manager for a favorite friend of ours in 2004. He was running for president. What was his name? Barack Obama. No, Dennis Kucinich. It's 2004. (laughs) 2004. Got you on that one. And then uh, he was Nations Magazine, Progressive Democrat of the Year in 2007. He's received congressional honors. And speaking of honors, hello, Mr. Carpenter. It's a privilege to have you here. Hey, Mark. Thank you. Hi, Uncle Chuck. Thanks for having me on tonight. How are you guys doing out in Riverside? Oh, it's uh, nice and warm and dry. Very dry. Uh. (laughs) Very nice. 80 degrees. And this, uh, well, I'm actually in western Massachusetts, not Maine, Mark, but I'm oh. in western Massachusetts, Northampton, and it's about probably 10 degrees, so I'm very jealous. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, we, we'd love to have some of your uh, your rain and water because we're, we're getting kind of dry here, 8% humidity today, and our skin is dry, our eyes are dry. Uh, I tell you, i got to use so softener. I gotta... <laughs> it's about as California as it gets. Yeah, exactly. I hear Go- Governor Brown's to the rescue. I uh, understand you guys are going to trout um, means now, emergency water tables and so forth. Sounds like an interesting time in Southern California once again. It is. It is. It's a very interesting time. And we've got lots of interesting things to talk about today. Um, also, you kind of uh, were around these parts for a while. Um, in 1970, I believe it was, uh, you picked a name out of a hat and you pulled out the name of John Tunney. Is that correct? Former, former Riverside, yes. Excuse me. Yes, that's correct. Um, And also, I did some work with George Brown back in the Riverside County days. That's a name uh, near and dear to us, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I uh, grew up in Southern California, Orange County, went to elementary school at St. Cecilia's. So I spent some time out in Riverside County doing some organizing. Um, I'm glad you've elected a Democratic Congress member out there. That Mm -hmm. wasn't the case back in my day when I was. Yay, we're applauding. (laughs) Congressman Mark Takano is who you're talking about. 
Absolutely. You guys are very, very lucky. Unlike John Tunney, I think he's going to uh, be in the House a long time and focus not just on a career move up to the Senate, but um, actually commit himself and do some good work. I think he's already demonstrated to you in his first term already. He's a great guy. He really is. I know him as a personal friend. I knew him back when he was working on the Howard Dean campaign, and he was on the Riverside Community College District, and uh, he was in several Democratic clubs I belong to. So it's kind of neat to know somebody that close to Congress, you know? Yeah, he was, uh, I was active in the Democratic Party as well, Mark. I'm sure we were probably at some of the same caucuses. I know Mark from those days as well. In addition to that, many of your listeners may not know, but in 1985-86, he was part of the Great Peace March. We walked five miles a day from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C., calling for global nuclear disarmament, and he was with us during that effort. So I go way back with Mark. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He not only talks to talk, he walks it. Exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Not only talks the talk, he walks it. He did that walk. And he is a progressive Democrat. That's this, that's a great thing to know about him. It's it's not fake. <laughs> in no way, shape, or in, form. In fact, one of the big issues for us is single-payer health care, H.R. 676, John Conyers' bill. That mm-hmm. was one of the first bills uh, Congressman Takato co-sponsored when he got to Washington. Uh, we were very proud of him. And, and we're 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 very hopeful on that. Uh, you know, we know there's a lot of uh, problems with that. That's a, let's bring that right into. I want to talk about several issues, and then and Jacob wants to talk about some youth issues too. Jacob Daravala is with us here in the studio. I don't know whether you heard that or not. He is a young progressive Democrat who's uh, involved in uh, YoungProgressives.org and Adopt a Voter Project and. YoungProgressiveVoices.com. Yeah. Okay. His name again. I'm sorry, I got cut off there. Who was with us? His name. Jacob Daravala. Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Nice to meet you. Jacob, please send me some links to your website and your work uh, later tonight or tomorrow so I can hear more about what you're up to. All right. Great. I would love to. It's good to meet you. Yeah. And, nice to meet you, Jacob. And he's a, a really smart guy. He listens to Ted and watches Ted. And he, I'm just enthused to have him. So we've appointed him as our youth correspondent. So he'll be here asking you a few questions. And, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Chuck, of course. Uncle Chuck, of course. Thanks for getting the show's going, Uncle Chuck. Great. Let me just share one more thing with you about Jacob. He is a PDA member. All right. (laughs) So, you know, 47 years of the peace and justice movement, uh, Mr. Carpenter, I commend you. That is very, very good. We have so much to talk about, so I want to roll into it now. Uh, As our listeners know, we've got a very qualified individual and a nationally uh, known voice in the progressive movement who is one of the co-founders of the Progressive Democrats of America way back uh, in 2004, was it? Yep. Correct. 2004, and that uh, was when Howard Dean was running and then Dennis Kucinich, and you were working with, was it Mimi uh, Kennedy? Mimi at that time was part of the celebrity tour for Dennis. I actually didn't meet Mimi until we got to the Democratic National Convention in Boston. Um, As you indicated earlier in the introductions, and thank you for that nice long introduction, Mm -hmm. I was a deputy campaign manager for Dennis and met Mimi when she came out to work the National Convention for us. Just as many of your listeners know of DFA, Democracy for America, that's the organization that Howard Dean has formed with his brother. We also formed Progressive Democrats of America around the same time, PDA. 
So we, too, are also about to celebrate our 10-year anniversary as Progressive Democrats of America. Well, congratulations to everybody that's been involved with that. And it's, Thank you. Uh, it's a neat thing to know, that I, and, and I've been involved with PDA, too. Okay, let's go to our first topic. I, wanna, I just wanted to pick one out of a hat here, and I kind of did it, um, and it's prisons. And uh, Progressive Democrats of America is working hard on that issue. Um, for our folks out there in Radio Land, they're like, what are you talking about? Some people are just totally unaware of the status of our prisons and how they're, they're in, you know, you know, incarcerating people for minimal offenses and, and less than adequate uh, and environment. Mass incarcerration. Uh, 25% of African-American youth today are in uh, facilities across the country. Uh, when I was back in Southern California back in 1996-97, at that time California was leading the way on the three strikes law, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get the third strike appealed so that it had to be a violent strike rather than a nonviolent strike. What we found in California, what we find across the country, are many of the prisons are for nonviolent offenses, drug abuse, drug addiction, head and larceny, and so forth. So what we're finding on the trend beginning way back in 96-97 is we're incarcerating folks at a cost of over $10,000 per person, depending upon what facility we're talking about. It would be uh, uh, less money to get our our young Democrats uh, to Harvard to spend that kind of money. So what Progressive Democrats America is about is diversion, uh, drug diversion, decriminalization of marijuana. There's no reason that folks should be at this time and day spending any time in the federal court system or certainly in the jail system for nonviolent offenses. You need to alleviate the pressure that's being put on the, the jail systems. Most importantly, once folks are incarcerated and do their time, one of the things that Progressive Democrats of America, what we're trying to shed some light on, is allowing those folks that have served their time to get back into our community, allow them to get their voting rights and be a functioning member of society. So there are a number of issues in regards to prisons. Number one, they're being privatized. That's another issue that we need to look at. But most alarmingly is the number of Americans that are in prison today. The prison population made up, as I said, mostly of African-American youth and others um, from minorities um, far outskews those from the um, uh, other communities that are currently in our prison system. So what we're trying to do within Progressive Democrats of America is put some light on that. And, as I said, voting rights. Voting rights are very important. It seems that once you do your term, that people should be restored their voting rights. There's a number of efforts to do that. John Conyers has legislation to do that in Washington, and we're part of that effort. So out in California beginning in 96, 97, uh, the three strikes law, there was an effort, an initiative at that time, and unfortunately Jerry Brown came out opposed to it in the early 2000s to do away with the three strikes law. The three strikes law is a place we can start to begin to fix this problem. And they've had prison realignment and things like that. Um, yes, um, Tim, um, you, you mentioned something about privatize. That's a big word out here in Riverside County. Years ago, I was talking to a county supervisor about the pathetic mass transit we have. And he says it's got to pay for itself. Only private can do that. Well, so, that's unfortunately... So, so, so with that mindset, take it to the prison system, too. Here we have all the private uh, uh, prisons out there. Those people want their money. Yeah, I mean, the privatization is the big question. Certainly within the county of Riverside and other counties that you look at, the amount of uh, efforts now that are being quote-unquote privatized from trash collection to our jailing system, all on the cheap, all at the expense of the community as a whole, and not very efficiently or effectively. Uh, This whole effort to privatize our government is something within Progressive Democrats of America we're certainly um, uh, in a deep, deep fight over in which direction we're going to move. And 
the Tea Party very much feels government is the enemy. Uh, we feel that government is our friend and government can do good things when allowed to, when our elected officials are given the resources that they need and the political mandate, uh, we feel we can do good things. But unfortunately, as you all know, and why we're on the radio show tonight, is to talk about that polarization that's preventing us from moving in those directions. But we've got to get organized, Uncle Chuck. We've got to get our folks organized and turn this around. For our listeners out there. Or getting rid of private, hospital, private hospitals or whether it be private jails. Pretty soon you're going to have to have your change out when your house catches on fire and have your private fire department come and oh, gosh, put out the not. fire at your house. I hope not. For our listeners out there, we've been talking about uh, prisons and the privatization of them possibly and uh, the, the social justice and economic uh, social justice issues in our prisons. And, you know, the first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds is the prisoners. You know, they're paying their time. They're you know paying a penalty. They don't deserve good treatment. Um, yes, that may be true, but they deserve humane treatment. And, and, and then we talked about privatization, and you brought up an issue of, of you know, more and more, you know, 25% of our, our young African-Americans are incarcerated in California. That's just a staggering number. And I, I want to talk about, you know, I was running for a state assembly in 2008, and I met with Speaker Karen Bass at the time. She was Speaker oh, of the yeah. State Assembly. And she was talking about 1,300 laws had been passed in the last session and in the last, uh, you know, two years that, that – were like three strikes laws or lock them up and put them away. And what it was was a lot of, uh, especially Republicans, were running on this platform, you know, let's be tough on crime and let's be tough on crime instead of being smart on crime. And so in order to tout themselves, they got these these new laws passed. And what has happened because of that is we've filled our prisons up uh, with, you know, sometimes things that we just shouldn't. The three strikes law has filled our prisons up. And now our prisons are stocked high and high with people. Yes. Well, Mark, what do you think if we took that same amount of money – that the government was spending, and if we were able to redirect that money, we all know what the real um, culprit is when it comes to crime, this lack of a job. What if we had a real public works program similar to what they did during the Great Depression? What if we took the money that we're currently spending on these jail systems and on this criminal justice system that's incarcerating folks and instead did the drug diversion program, trained folks, gave them solar panel training, and got them out, gave them green jobs? How much better our economy would be running and so much society would be better off if Absolutely. we were to redirect that money and talk about, you know, how we can better spend that. Uh, same with military. When we put our money into the military, when you put it into um, the uh, criminal justice system, the return that we get here on the domestic side of our economy is, is much less than it could be. So those are some of the issues, as Karen pointed out to you, uh, this law and order stuff has to come to an end. We've got to talk realistically about what we're bringing folks for, have real determinate sentencing um, that works, and not just band-aided three strikes laws. They clearly, over the last 12 to 13 years, are indicating that they're certainly not working. As you said, prison system, not only in California, but across the country, are an overload. Right. And it's being what we call smart on crime, not tough on crime, but smart on crime. It used to be called, uh, you know, the uh, rehabilitation system as well. It wasn't just the prison, you know, incarceration rehabilitation system. And a lot of what yeah, Governor Schwarzenegger... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, kind of like the Department of, uh, of War and Center, Department of Defense. Yeah. Gotta name these things what they are. Well, it would be nice to have a Department of War, that's for sure. Uh, out here in California, um, we have an outfit called FACTS, F-A-C-T-S, headed up by a lady named Donna Warren. And she's doing fantastic work uh, battling the, the uh, prison system. So I just wanted to 
Cheers to her. Kudos to her. So there's a lot to do on that uh, in the Peace and Justice Movement and prisons. And I want to move on to our next subject now, and I want to give Jacob uh, Daravella a little bit of uh, time here. I promised him this time he'd get some time to talk because we were kind of had him quiet last time around. And Come so, on, Jacob, Jacob, what's your question? All righty. So I wanted to talk a little bit. Um, as you may know, today is the, uh, I believe it's the fourth anniversary of the Citizens United ruling. And um, I, I saw on your, <laughs> we can have some booze around here. Um, and I saw on your website that's one of the biggest uh, things of PDA, and as well as the progressive movement, really um, rallies around this Citizens United decision. Um, you know, I've heard it said uh, said before that if voting rights aren't the one, the one issue that affect the rest of them, then it's money in uh, campaigns and how much. You know, corporations and even unions can spend on um, a race. Um, and I just wanted to get an idea of what PDA is doing um, to try to get this, you know, money out of politics and try to overturn Citizens United. Well, Jacob, that's one of the issues you as youth are going to face in our political system, unfortunately, or awash in monies. Uh, I began my political work, as you indicated in my intro, working with Jerry Brown, and Jerry ran for president in 1992. And something no more than $100. And people at that time said it was ridiculous. You couldn't compete. And Jerry was the second to the last um, person standing at the Democratic National Convention in 1992. And what Jerry demonstrated and what he's demonstrated throughout his political career is that ideas can trump money. Um, but unfortunately, the Supreme Court ruling four years ago has made it even harder. What happened with the Supreme Court ruling allowed corporations to give unregulated amounts of money to campaigns. And what we saw this last election cycle was both sides, Democrats and Republicans alike, awash in way too much money. What we need is public financing. What we need is all of us to spend the money we spend on a happy day meal, 325. Each of us as taxpayers put that into the pot. We can have publicly financed elections and take all of the special interest money out. And until we do that, we're going to see how the special interest spending their money, the billions of dollars they did this last election cycle, are going to really wash out those of us that are working at the grassroots level. It makes it much harder for us in order to do this. And what we need... Ultimately, Jacob, and what we're fighting for within progressive Democrats of America and within the progressive movement and with team members alike, they understand the encroachment of money into politics as a constitutional amendment. We need a constitutional amendment that will limit the amount of money that can be spent on campaigns and to be regulated so that no longer can the corporations outspend us. So here on the four-year anniversary of Citizens United, there are a number of constitutional amendments that are in Congress. The one we're working on is the one that Jim McGovern is working on out of Massachusetts. And that's a constitutional amendment to begin to regulate money in politics. That's what we have to do. Ultimately, we've got to get the public financing. We can't be spending the amount of money we're spending. Because of it, many people, Mark Ticato, instead of coming to meet with you at your colleges or meeting at high schools and campuses to meet with students, is out having to raise money. These guys have to raise millions of dollars in order to run for re-election. And we're reaching that critical point right now. The system is about to break. We've got to do something fundamental, and that's why within Progressive Democrats of America, we're all about a constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United, which was the Supreme Court decision to allow the unregulated um, campaign monies to go in. So if people are interested, not only with Progressive Democrats of America, there's another group called Free Speech, um, uh, is another great group to look into, a move to amend David Cobb, former presidential candidate who ran for president in the Green Party, is also heading up another effort. And these are resonating, Jacob, across the country. While we haven't succeeded yet in passing a constitutional amendment at the uh, national level, within states, many states are passing laws and referendums in support of this effort. I believe it's up to about 14 or 15 states now, state legislatures, that have gone on record now saying 
that we've got to overturn Citizens United and regulate that money. And that's a fundamental issue for you and for all of us, but certainly for the youth right now in campaigns, is to deal with this money in politics. Speaking I of youth in politics, Tim, I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, Jacob, tell Tim a little bit about uh, the uh, organization you're involved with a little bit and maybe how that organization and is there a place for youth and PDA? Ask him about that question. And PDA. Um, well, you know, I, I'm the vice president of YoungProgressiveVoices.com. And what we do is uh, we're a, a media or youth, a youth advocacy group based off a lot of youth writers that give op-eds as well as news and um, really say that we're here. And I wanted to know um, if PDA either has a youth arm or has a, a sizable youth component to it. Not as much as we should. I want to be honest with you, Jacob. We're too old and too white. We need some of you guys in there. I want to be honest with you. I would love to see some of the work you're doing. Visit our website, pdamerica.org. Right for our website, we'd love Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love to post your stuff. We'd love to work with you. If you've got some energy and time to help us organize, we certainly have youth involved within PDA. We'd love to have more youth involved. We'd love to have a youth faction. So in your spare time, if you can help us organize that, we would certainly love to be a part of that. And we welcome um, your group and other groups. If we can help in any way as PDA, visit our website, pdamerica.org. Again, write for us, post stuff. And if we can help organize, if you want to get you know a chapter going out there, either adjacent to the campus or just a youth faction within PDA, we'd love to do it. My email address is tim at pdamerica.org, tim at pdamerica.org. We'd love to talk about it. We've had a number of efforts in the past where a number of students have gotten some things going on campus. But as you know, two, three years, folks come and go um, when it comes to college campus. Okay. So, I, I, Jacob, we'd love to have you on board. We're going to keep you around, Tim. we got we got to have to go to a station break. We're a little running behind here, and I hate to break in, but we've got to do that. This is the Political Hour. We have Tim Carpenter on the line with us coming from... Uh, uh, what state did you Western say? Western Massachusetts. <laughs> and, of course, Chuck Ritter and uh, Jacob Daravella. We'll be back. Mia Mocha's in the studio with us. And we'll be back with more great stuff about Progressive Democrats of America on KCA Radio and KCARadio.com and the National Progressive Democrats of America podcast. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted, and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. 
be informed today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. I'm Mia Mocha, and Mark Westwood and the Political Hour will return after this word from Jim Hightower. In the movie plot of a spy thriller, our hero gets captured by agents of a repressive government, and they take him into a dark interrogation room where the sadistic spy master hisses at him, we have ways of making you talk. Meanwhile, in real life, the director of our national security agency hisses at journalists, we have ways of keeping you from talking. Well, Not quite in those words, but General Keith Alexander, chief spook at NSA and head of U.S. Cyber Command, did reveal a chilling disrespect for our constitutional right to both free speech and a free press. In an October interview, he called for outlawing any reporting on his agency's secret program of spying on every American. I think it's wrong that newspaper reporters have all these documents giving them out as if these, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Then came his spooky punchline. We ought to come up with a way of stopping it. It's wrong to allow this to go on. Holy Thomas Paine. Spy on us, okay. Report on it, not. What country does this autocrat represent? Alexander's secret, indiscriminate, supercomputer scooping up of data on every phone call, email, and other private business of every American is what doesn't make any sense. It's an Orwellian mass invasion of everyone's privacy, creating the kind of routine 24-7 surveillance state our government loudly deplores in China and Russia. And it amounts to stomping on our Fourth Amendment guarantee that we're to be free of unreasonable searches and seizures. This is Jim Hightower saying that's the real outrage we should be stopping. But no, our constitutionally clueless spymaster doubles down on his dangerous ignorance by also stomping on the First Amendment. If this was a movie, people would laugh at it as being too far-fetched to believe. But there it is, horribly real. What do the corporate powers from Wall Street to Walmart have in common? They hate the Hightower Lowdown. You can see why at www.hightowerlowdown.org. 10.50 a.m. KCAA, NBC News Talk Radio. Hey, I can't find nothing on the radio. Uh, You'll turn to that station. (laughs) Man, I must have liked that one. That was from last week, but that's cool. We like that one. Um, The the world is collapsing. I I love that song, by the way. Um, We're back. Holy Thomas Paine, we're back. As Jim Hightower would say, I love Uncle Jim. I don't care what the corporate raiders think about his show. I love his show, and that's why we have him on all the time. Uh, that was Jim Hightower, a great progressive voice and a strong progressive voice. And speaking of tra- strong progressive voices that have changed our world, have had just a great effect on our world. There can't be somebody better than somebody who has had 47 years of peace and justice movement and Tim Carpenter from the Progressive Democrats of America. We have Chuck Reuter. And we also, hello there, Chuck. We're back, Uncle Chuck. I'm Mark Westwood with the Political Hour. And we have Jacob Daravella. Jacob? Hello. Hello there. And uh, we're going to continue on with your segment. You have another question, Jacob. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to go back real quick to Citizens United. And we were talking about um, the different 
um, the different groups moved to amend. And out here we have a group called the 28ers. And I've sort of brought all of them uh, the same question that I wanted to direct to you, uh, Tim. And it was the Citizens United decision didn't just affect corporations. It also affected unions and how much unions could spend. And I wanted to see your idea on whether uh, a constitutional amendment has to get you know all money out of politics or just corporations, and are you uh, willing to let unions spend what they want? No, it's a very good question. In fact, the unions were split. There were a number of unions that had filed, I think this brief, during Citizens United. The unions themselves were actually split. Uh, we're with National Nurses United. We need a level playing field and agree with those unions um, that are fighting for regulation. When we talk about public financing, the same rules and regulations should apply to corporations as they do to unions. The political um, field needs to be leveled. We can't have it slanted just for unions or just for All corporations. Right. It has to be. There can't be what we call a, a carve-out or a cave-out to allow one benefit and the other not. So I think we need to be pretty clear on that, straight across the board, that both unions have. And if we can get the public financing, that's the piece I want to stress. And I'm hopeful it's not in my lifetime you can get us the public financing. You just had probably one of the best political forecasters and political pundits on in Jim Hightower. He talks about how we need a second party before we even need a third party. The Democrats are just as complicit as the Republicans in taking corporate money. Amen. And that's what Progressive Democrats of America is about. We're not the Democratic Party in the traditional sense. We're not the Democratic Party of Rahm Emanuel, and we're not the Democratic Party of President Obama right now. What we are is the insurgency. We're those progressive Democrats that are working inside and outside the Democratic Party, Jacob, to bring about fundamental change. And we need to do that by working with whether it be the 29ers, I didn't quite hear the name of the group you mentioned, or Musa Men, groups that are working on the outside to bring that pressure to the inside. The unions, as much as the corporations, need to work together and understand the importance of a level playing field. Uh, we are part of a larger social movement within progressive Democrats of America. My attempt here tonight is not to sell you a bill of goods necessarily on just the Democratic Party, but on your hopefully commitment to join with us to help us to bring the Democratic Party back to its progressive roots. We believe, just as FDR fought for uh, Social Security, we need to defend Social Security today. Just as Harry Truman promised us health care for all Americans, we need to still fight for that. And so our movement within PDA is part of a larger social movement, as I said, just as Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony sat down at Seneca Falls and said women need the right to vote. They began a movement, and they didn't see women get the right to vote. They passed away long before the 19th Amendment was passed, but they put in place a movement that ultimately succeeded both on the outside to the inside. And then I'll end with Rosa Parks, who sat down in a park and a bus bench and said, "I'm not going to go to the back of the <clears throat> I'm not going to go to the back of the bus anymore." And she started a movement, a civil rights movement in the streets. And that's what Citizens United and the effort is about to overturn Citizens United. We need to take that street heat, that outrage that's out there. Um, only 80% of Americans today even have faith in Congress to do anything right. So we've got to take that energy on the outside, bring it to the inside, and just hold the unions as well as the corporations accountable on these questions so that we can engage everybody in turning this thing around. You can feel the passion coming through the radio waves of this, this gentleman, Tim Carpenter, we have on the line tonight, who is from the Progressive Democrats of America, the national director. And you just said it, and that's our next uh, topic that I want to go into, and that is an issue of PDA that's listed on their website called End corporate rule. And some people on our radio listening land are just kind of unconscious about this. And they're like, what is he talking about? Ending corporate rule. Corporate rule. What is corporate rule? Well, you know, today when you look across the political landscape, Jacob, I don't know, when I was in college, 
Uh, we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have um, the surveillance <laughs> that we have today with the, the corporate tracking that's going on in our country today. Um, corporate accountability. We have lost faith. Uh, American people have lost faith, um, not only in our government. It's been overrun by the corporations. The corporations, as we began, as Jacob said, with the separate and Citizens United, have basically bought our government off. If you've got the money, for the most part, you can get an ear in Washington. Corporations, uh, beginning, we can go back to the Cheney uh, Bush years when Dick Cheney brought in the maps of Iraq and showed where the oil wells were best in the lead-up to the uh, Iraqi war on where best we could go to get oil um, in the Middle East. And what a coincidence we found ourselves there uh, much uh, sooner than later. And Halliburton, uh, the corporation, benefited from that. Uh, it's not surprising when we look at the messes that we find ourselves right now currently with the nuclear industry that Bechtel and the other corporations that are benefiting from this. So the corporations are dominating our lives now. What we need to do is begin to take back that power from the corporations. And the first step, as we said tonight, is to begin with Citizens United. All of these issues, Mark, that you're sharing with folks, I do want to invite folks to get on the phone. We get together once a month on a virtual phone call. If you're interested in overturning in regards to the corporations and ending corporate rule, there's a call every month. Currently, we're working on the farm bill. Monsanto and all of the big farm subsidies are in the process of getting their monies out of the farm bill at a time when we're cutting the money for the food stamp program. So there's another example of where corporations, certainly the agricultural businesses, are dominating in regards to legislation that we need to work on. So if people are interested in ending corporate uh, domination, that's the phone call they can get on. If they want to get on the um, phone call for ending um, occupations in regards to Afghanistan, we need to remember tonight as we gather around the phone in Riverside County, $81 billion being spent this fiscal year wow. in Afghanistan. What could that money do in Riverside? How oh, many my students, gosh. How many students could we put out building solar panels? So those are the kind of questions. If you're interested, not just to come to a radio show tonight, but to be part of an ongoing movement. So once a month, people that are interested in these issues get on phone calls. I believe Dr. Bill was with you last week. Dr. Bill leads a call. In fact, they're on their phone call right now as we're meeting on single-payer health care. So if these issues excite you and you want to be a part of something, and sometimes when you're sitting in Riverside County, you can't understand how you can be a part of it. You can get on a virtual phone call once a month. Do you have a number for that? Across the country. So all these phone numbers are on the website. Each of them has their own phone number. So if people are interested, the first thing to do is simply go to pdamerica.org and register. And at the bottom of your registration form, you'll notice on the bottom are these issues we're talking about. Um, election protection, ending corporate rule, global warming, end the occupation redirect military spending. All of these are listed once you register at PDA, and then if you click that box, we'll send you the information, and we'll plug you right into those phone calls. As I said, tonight, the um, healthcare folks are having their call. The global warming folks are having their call last week. So there's an opportunity, Uncle Chuck and uh, Mark and everybody in the studio, uh, yeah, that you can yeah. be involved in these issues moving forward, and I hope you take advantage of that. T- Tim, um, one of the goals that, that we have for the Inland Empire chapter is to have our members go out and speak to people in the public arena, you know, go to board of directors meetings, go to the park, go to union hall meetings, and speak about the issues. That is what I'm hoping our people will do. 
Yeah, and you know, um, there's so many issues to talk about, and we were we've been talking about corporate rule, and we just uh, just touched on something called the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. Some people know it as SNAP, food stamps, unemployment. These are economic and social justice issues. You know, we give so much more corporate welfare. Um, argue with me if I'm wrong. Than we do give welfare to the people, and this is something that people need to realize. They they've bought this message, hook, line, and sinker, that somehow or other, you know, there's this welfare mother. Ronald Reagan started it, you know, in a Cadillac, you know, with, you know, a pedicure and a manicure and, uh, you know, the best of clothes and jewelry and diamonds on her fingers. It just doesn't exist. The STEP program, Mark, so for listeners to understand is, just Google it and research it a little bit. The food stamp program is probably one of the most successful programs the government runs as far as waste, fraud, abuse. Less than 5% of the money in the administration of the program. This is a program that gets to people and stimulates the economy. This is a job stimulator. It actually food creates stamp program jobs. It's one of the best programs we have, and already many folks on food stamps are already facing um, a $90 cut in their food stamp, and you're not talking about a lot of money to begin with. And if the government is successful, they're coming after them yet again for another $30. So $120 cut when you're only making seven and 800 or in some cases maybe $1,000, that's not a lot of money to carry you through the month. No, it's um, not. And the food stamp program is being cut, as I said, at a time when we're appropriating $81 billion into Afghanistan. Now, remember the president said, you know, initially, a couple of years back, we were going to be out of Afghanistan by 2014. Now he's saying 2024. It's unconscionable. Mm. We need to get that money redirected and begin to put it not just in regards to the food stamp program, but there's other efforts where we can generate this revenue. The one thing I want to leave tonight on, if we're not going to be able to get through all of these issues, is just take them all in one lump sum. What we're hearing right now from many of our politicians is austerity, austerity, austerity. We have to cut, cut, cut. We need to be talking about prosperity, not austerity. The money and the revenue that we need to stimulate our economy, to put youth to work and green jobs, to put health care in everybody's doorstep Tim. is there for us. Whether we begin with that $81 billion, we'll start with the Pentagon and redirect that military spending there. Then we can have what we call a financial transaction Tim. tax or a robin of a tax, Tim, which is a small tax on transactions at Wall Street. That's another $380 billion. And finally, a carbon tax. Let's start finding the corporations who are polluting. Rather than a cap-and-trade, let's have a carbon tax. Again, can generate revenues of anywhere from 100 to $200 billion. So there's the money we need right there, Mark. There's some real good solutions there. You just said it. And it's not going to affect people. It's not going to affect business. It's actually going to say to these businesses that you know are feeding off of us, are using our roads, are using our transportation, our power grid, and everything else, you've got to pay a little bit more. You've got to have to be more responsible. And that will generate what we need. Right. But you, We're all in this together, why? and I encourage yeah. folks, Uncle Chuck, before I lose tonight, I know my segment's about to run out of here, there is a bill in Congress, Keith Ellison, the Inclusionary Act, the, or the Robin Hood tax. There are 19 members of Congress that get this. What we're lacking are the 210 we need, but they need to hear from us. So I do hope that not only listening to the radio show and enjoying the radio show, again, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be well, on, but uh, to, tomorrow to hit the phones and tell your Congress members to support these bills and this effort so that we can move this stuff forward. Hey, Tim, I just wanted to share a feeling I have what's going on in the country. It's a, it's a, a word that I thought went out in 1932, but it's back, and it's called fear. Yeah, exactly. So, and we're not running out, by the way. I, I'm going to let you go a little while longer. I'm enjoying this, and, and I think our listeners are being well-informed. So, yeah. Tim, don't worry about it. We're not going to throw you off the air quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got time, so do we. Yeah. All right. I've got another 10 minutes here, and then I've got to get over another one. But I, okay. I want to be able to cover all that you guys want to try to cover here tonight. And, again, 
thanks for the opportunity, and Uncle Chuck, for getting this show out there and for the Riverside folks. My if there's nothing else tonight, I hope that folks that are listening go to the website, pdamerica.org. We know it may not be the organization for you, but I hope we raise some questions. But whatever that organization is for you, get engaged, get signed up, and get involved. We as PDA can't do it alone. We hope you would join with us, and I hope Jacob will help us get organized. But if there's other organizations you want to be a part of, the most important thing tonight to leave on the note is to get registered, get off the couch, get out the door, and get involved. And I thank you guys for this opportunity tonight. And for the radio show, I understand you'll be running a few more of these radio shows, and I hope they do get folks out to be a part of uh, the solution and not the problem. And we can have you back, too. Uh, there's no limit on the time that we can talk to Tim Carpenter because I really enjoy what you say, and you have so much information. You have opened up the minds and, 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 and put things in people's minds that they're questioning now that they've never thought about. Corporate rule. Economic and social justice. Uh, the prisons are, are really being inhumane, and they're like kennels for humans. And those types of things aren't popular by politicians. They don't talk about it. These these types of things are not popular with the media too much because it doesn't generate revenue for them. So these are good things that having somebody like Tim Carpenter out there and a great crusader and a strong voice is wonderful to have. And I thank you for being with us tonight, Tim. And, uh, you know, Tim Carpenter from uh, the uh, Progressive Democrats of America, the national director. And uh, we've got uh, Chuck Reuter and also Jacob Daravala here. And, Tim, you're welcome to stay with us. Uh, we're going to move on just a little bit. Uh, if you have to move on, I understand that, too. Um, yeah, if you don't mind, I've got to slip over here. I've got another one. But I, I want to thank, uh, first of all, Uncle Chuck for organizing and getting us organized for the PDA chapter out in Riverside and the work you're doing. If you haven't already tonight, please register. Judy and Dr. Bill, our organizers out in Southern California, will make sure we get you plugged in. And, Mark, thanks for the opportunity on the show to uh, to come on with you and to hear um, during an ad break, Jim Hightower. I don't hear it that often. And, Jacob, please send me those links. I want to follow up with you. I'd love for you to start posting and writing for our website. And if we can find something uh, for your group to be a part of, again, for the listeners as well to Jacob, my email address is tim at pdamerica.org. Tim at pdamerica.org. Please email me if I can help in any way. And again, thanks for the opportunity tonight. I'm sorry I got to cut and run here, but I promised another one I got to get to here on the East Coast. Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you very much. I'll send you an email. Take care. Peace. Thanks, you guys. Take care. Tim Carpenter with the Progressive Democrats of America, the National Director. And good night, Tim. As we move on here with the Political Hour and the national podcast of the PDH Political Hour, folks, if you've heard part of the show and you want to go back and you want to hear something more again, it's like you have a DVR with KVCR. Excuse me, with KCAA. Uh, I worked for that radio station a long time ago. I'm sorry. It happens once in a while to us old-time jocks. KCAA, it's like you're having a DVR. (laughs) Forgive me, Fred. Anyway, um, and that is that you can rewind this show. All the shows on KCAA are at kcaradio.com, and it's right there under the political hour. You'll see my face, Mark Westwood. You click under that. I'm sorry you have to look at me, but then <laughs> then you click on it, and it's the show, and the show last week. And uh, let me tell you, folks, uh, I go back and listen sometimes because I don't catch things, and it's a really good thing. Also, if you like the show tonight, you can download the show and copy and paste it onto a website of your favorites or or blog or something like that. Help us promote this radio show and this good message because you know it's not just one time we want people to hear it it's like a magazine laying on the shelf they can pick it up and listen to it again because we have the national podcast of the pda hour now moving on here we've just got about uh, eight nine more minutes uh, lots happening today in california chuck uh, jacob we had a big announcement you know uh, the governor's race is about a year or so away 
And, um, you know, we have had a really strong Democratic governor, an experienced governor. We gave the old seafarer captain the, the helm, the wheel again. He came in. He erased a $30 billion budget deficit, created a little bit of a surplus. He started funding our schools again. California's coming back, and it's doing really, really well. And it's inarguable that uh, the Democratic Party is very strong in the state of California. So it's going to be something, a challenge to for the Republicans to challenge this governor. He's a, a fundraising money machine. He can raise money like no one's business. He's good at it. He's been at it for a lot of years. His father was a governor, um, uh, and he you know, was a secretary of state. He was the attorney general. He was the mayor of Oakland. I mean, this guy's going to be hard to defeat. Meg Whitman, with all her money, could not defeat Governor Jerry Brown. And so, you know, now we have one guy. He's kind of a weak candidate. He's kind of an, uh, well, in my mind, kind of a little bit out there, way extreme. Tim Donnelly in the 33rd Assembly District. Uh, if you remember, he's the gentleman that absolutely, uh, uh, accidentally, I should say, carried a gun or tried to carry a gun on board an airplane. He has a nice little video out. Um, if you haven't seen that in the headlines lately, trying he, to reach out to Hispanic voters. Uh, 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 that was interesting because the other YouTube videos were him standing at the border making little chain link fences and things like oh, that. Um, uh, yeah, this is not exactly a pro-immigrant kind of guy. He's not. He is a Tea Partier, but he's an extreme libertarian end of the Tea Party. So uh, now we were just wondering what the Republicans were going to do. Well, they came up with somebody today, or somebody came up for them. Uh, he's more of a moderate, though. His name is Neil Kaskari. Is that correct? I'm trying to pronounce his name. It's close enough. Close enough. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, he's a native of Akron, Ohio. No wonder we didn't know him. He's a Republican, of course. He's now and he's running. Um, he is more moderate. Uh, he he kind of uh, goes along with gay marriage and marriage equality. He is uh, for a woman's right to choose. But then he was also the ex-treasury guy under the Bush administration and the top administrator for the TARP program, that $700 billion bailout uh, that we had. And you know some of the controversy with that is that he uh, didn't always use the funds for what they were supposed to be. And here is Congressman Dennis Kucinich talking to uh, him and saying, well, who are you working for and what did you do with that money? Let's run a little bit of that. Uh, Mr. Kashgar, do you have any response? Thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Uh, just to Mr. Cummings, uh, I don't know how to work any harder than we're already working. And I, I take your feedback very seriously. That's why we're working as hard as we are, and we're just going to keep doing and trying to accomplish and meet your expectations. Thank you very much. If, if I uh, may uh, uh, take the prerogative as chair to say, I don't think anyone questions, Mr. Kashkari, that you're working hard. Our question is who you're working for. And that's Dennis Kucinich. Um, yeah, let me tell you, uh, Dennis Kucinich uh, doesn't pull any punches there. He's a very progressive congressman. He ran for president. And, you know, what basically he's saying is, uh, Mr. Kaskari, you know, you took some of this TARP money, it wasn't intended, and you put it in personal banking funds, and that got invested in private businesses. And that's not what that money, that $700 billion, was for. So there's a problem. There's some issues. He voted 10 times out of 23 opportunities. He's only voted 10 times. Lives in Laguna Beach. Uh, he was an investment banker for Goldman Sachs, and he was the Assistant Secretary of the Treasury under Bush and Obama. Um, we're going to learn a lot more about him, and I'm sure we're going to hear his name quite a bit.
Um, and uh, we're running out of time, so I can't talk too much more about it. I do want to remind our listeners, next week, at this time, President Barack Obama will be sitting in for us. No, he will be at the State of the Union address. <laughs> and so we're not going to preempt the president. We're going to go with the State of the Union address. We'll be back the following week. That will be February 4th, and that is the election in the city of San Bernardino. So we're going to be doing some election coverage there, and uh, we're going to have some in-studio guests as well. John Longville will be here talking about transportation, mass transit, and green transit, and uh, we're going to be happy to have him. And thank you so much to Tim Carpenter today for coming in from, or calling in, rather, from the National Progressive Democrats of America. Thanks to Chuck Reuter for underwriting in uh, this and, and helping us fund this program. Thank you, Uncle Chuck. It's my pleasure. And uh, also our youth correspondent, now our official youth correspondent, Jacob Daravala. Glad to be here. And we'll see you all on February 4th, Tuesday, February 4th. I'm Mark Westwood for KCAARadio.com, the national uh, podcast, the national podcast of the Progressive Democrats of America Political Hour. I'm Mark Westwood. Take care and have a good week. vacation. This is your opportunity to take a vacation where no one else's annoying kids will ruin your trip. You know, those kids who run around the pool screaming, cannonball into the jacuzzi and make a mess in the restaurant. But now you have to make a decision. Where do you go? 
There are so many choices, and let's face it, you want to find the best place that fits what you're looking for. So if you need information on adult-only vacations, consider checking out the World Exotic Travel Club. The World Exotic Travel Club is an online community of people who have been on adult-only vacations. They can share information and give you traveling tips on the best places to go for you. It's a great place to meet other open-minded people and to trade information, stories, and pictures. You can do that on the World Exotic Travel Club. You'll find the World Exotic Travel Club at worldexotictravelclub.com. That's worldexotictravelclub.com. It's free to join and free to use. Join today and meet other fun-loving, open-minded people. Hey, this is Todd Rowan, sales director here at KCAA Radio, reminding you that if you advertise, you will sell more products. To advertise on KCAA, call me at 909-725-9299. We're currently offering a special three-month promotion at very affordable rates. Call me now at 909-725-9299. Start growing your business today right here on KCAA. Call me right now at 909-725-9299. In the movie plot of a spy thriller, our hero gets captured by agents of a repressive government and they take him into a dark interrogation room where the sadistic spymaster hisses at him, we have ways of making you talk. Meanwhile, in real life, the director of 